0: What's going on out there, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Your Support Group Podcast. Today, we are talking about little known black history facts. It is me, Kenny. Your girl Q. You know how we do. So (laughs) let's go ahead and hit that intro and jump right on into it. Your support, your support, yes, 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 support. Support Welcome back. Like I was saying, we were talking about little known black history facts today. Some things we don't even know. I was scrolling through this and I was a little bit lost. I'm, I'm pretty sure Q was probably looking like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that either. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to jump right into this. Um, but I got a, a little known black history fact for today. Tomorrow's okay. President's Day and no black people is going to work. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, Yeah, but tomorrow's President's Day, so we get a little extra day of relaxation. I don't know about everybody out there who's listening, but I know I get a day. And so we decided that we was going to actually keep the baby at home since nobody's working and the big one, she don't have to go to school. Why should the baby have to go to Her school, so. Mm, That's good. So she's going to play hooky with everybody else. (laughs) But yeah, um, so speaking of
1: babies.
0: (laughs) Let's go to this little known black history fact right here. We're going to start it off like this. Nine months before Rosa Parks, there was a young woman named Claudette Colvin. That's right. Before there was Rosa Parks, there was Claudette Colvin. But on December 1st, 1955, Rosa Parks refused to relinquish her seat on the public bus. Parks' protests sparked the Montgomery bus protests and galvanized the civil rights movement. But on March 2nd, 1955, same year, -year 15-year-old Claudette Colvin, she was riding home on the city bus after a long day at school. A white passenger boarded and the bus driver ordered Claudette to give up her seat. Claudette refused. As she later told Newsweek, I felt like Sojourner Truth was pushing down on one shoulder and Harriet Tubman was pushing down on another. I was glued to my seat. Mm -hmm. Colvin was arrested for for her civil disobedience and briefly put in jail. So the NAACP and other civil rights groups considered rallying around Colvin's case in their campaign against Alabama's segregation laws before focusing efforts on Rosa Parks' protests nine months later. Nevertheless, Colvin was one of four plaintiffs in the landmark Browder v. Gale case of 1956, which ruled that the segregation laws of Montgomery in Alabama state was unconstitutional. Now, what they don't tell you is the reason why they held out from her case. She was a teenager, but she was also pregnant. Mm-hmm. They didn't want that image.
1: Right.
0: They considered, like it says here, the NAACP and other civil rights groups considered but it doesn't go into depth on why. And I I like the fact that they didn't go into depth because they didn't want to tarnish the lady's name. But Mm -hmm. the reason why they didn't want to do it is because she was an unwed teenage mom.
1: Right. Well, you know, how they say, images, everything. Yeah. But yeah, I had actually a young man. He does, his name is DC Poetry. He does all of these like uh, Black History Facts and he had done a, a poem about that. So I had just learned about that last year. I was like, wow, I didn't even know that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I heard about it a while back. You know, you always hear that it was somebody before Rose's Park. Like, like it mm-hmm. was like somebody before Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. But they never they never really talk about it. So,
1: mm-hmm. Well, interesting. Interesting. So, I guess I should go next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this one. Because I did, I heard about this a while ago. And it kind of broke my heart to know that this young lady back in the day. Hattie McDaniel was the first African American to win the Oscar, but she wasn't even allowed to attend the Gone With the Wind's national premiere. Yes. It's like, what? The first African-American to win that high honor, you know, for her uh performance, and she wasn't even allowed to attend the premiere. Right. It's like, wow. You know, that was crazy.
0: she wasn't even, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I don't think she was even allowed to attend when she won the award.
1: Right. You know, back in those times. Because she won it back in 1939. So I would imagine, yeah. you know, them segregation laws were still in high, <laughs> you know so it's crazy best supporting actress at the oscars that year however the national movie premiere was in atlanta and because of georgia's jim crow laws she was prohibited from attending the event Hmm. but she they said she went on to star in over 300 films that's a pretty good resume
0: oh yeah no she had a great resume i mean she was the first yeah and I, i i mean you know it was perpetuating something that we should no longer perpetuate in movies but uh-huh. you have to perpetuate those a lot of times to tell the history.
1: Right. That's another thing, too. We need to, before we close out Black history, Ma, I know we have another topic, but um, someone brought up an interesting point that some Black people say they're tired of slave movies, they're tired of the, the tr- Black trauma films. But the point, the point about it is, which I do agree, too, because this is why a lot of us don't know our history, is because the, our elders can't tell those stories because it's still too traumatic for them to even live through that again, to, to tell it. Right. But we need to know what happened. So it's like, yeah, we don't want to keep seeing the films, but we still need to know the history. So somebody has to tell the story. So if you don't want to see the film, but you're sitting there watching cut up kill up films every... That's the same thing all the time. So why are you watching that? That's trauma. But you don't want to, to know about your own history because it, it involves people that look like you. But we still need to know this stuff. Yeah. So much stuff, people are very ignorant.
0: Because most of these TV shows nowadays, they got uh, things in it that um, TV shows didn't have like back in the 80s and 90s. Oh, <laughs> most
1: definitely.
0: I, I'm, I'm not going to step on that bag of poo, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say it like that. For people to just... And, and, and this is, a, this is a, a small segue because my, my daughter, my teenage daughter actually had an issue this week with a kid using the n-word and he said that it was in the past it no longer had the power and my daughter was like but you still cannot use it no matter what because it's not of your color you get what i'm saying right you know for for schools to not talk about black history during black history month or anything like that things like what Mm. she just went through are going to get worse (laughs) Because now they're trying to make it seem like it was something old and in the past. But yet, we got a new movie about Elvis getting ready to come out.
1: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Elvis dropped the last album when. So, (laughs) black people get it together. Yes. See it. This way, we don't have to live through it again.
1: Right. And like I said, you know, the young lady who desegregated schools back in Louisiana, she is still alive. Ruby Bridges is still alive. She's a few years older than my mom.
0: She is. If I'm not mistaken, I think she's like 68, 69. Yes. Yeah.
1: So my mom is still alive and my at I, Whenever I ask my mom about stuff like that, she don't even want to talk about it. So there are people that are still alive that have experienced segregation, you know, being harassed. and. My altered. mom is 63. <laughs> so it's like it's
0: not yeah. that long. Ago it's,
1: not that long ago. <laughs> it's not that long
0: ago. It's
1: not that long ago. Well,
0: I'm going to take it on a lighter note. Since we just got real serious and, and dark in here. Because we just trying to make it gangster, you know what I'm saying? No justice, no peace. We're going to start slapping people for, for for turkey sandwiches. And But uh, I want to talk about Betty Boop. Did you know, Q, that Betty Boop was actually based on a black woman?
1: I heard that, but I, I didn't know. Like, no, no.
0: Although... Inspiration for, Betty's, for Betty Boop's image came directly from Helen Kane, a popular flapper and film star. Kane's own public persona was a direct rendition of Baby Esther, a stage mm-hmm. name for one Esther Jones, a black woman. In fact, when Kane sued Betty Boop's creator for stealing her voice and catchphrase, a recording of Baby Esther's performances provided that she couldn't claim the style was her own singular creation. Despite this case, Baby Esther fell into historical obscurity after the 1930s. And yes, if you see a picture of her... You see Betty Boo.
1: Mm -hmm. That's wild. Okay, so she copied this. They copied the character from the lady who copied that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said she was a bootleg of a bootleg.
1: So keeping with music, and I know we just went over music last week, so we talked about rap. Let's go on to Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. I think it says it became the first commercially successful rap Record,
0: yep, everybody
1: knows rap was the light, right? I said
0: a hip hop, a hippie to the hippie, the hippie hip hip, hip,
1: hip. hip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 taking it back to the day. <laughs> but, um, the billboard is called Sylvia Robinson's hip hop first godmother, and I never even knew this woman's name,
0: she was the big dog, yes, Sylvia Robinson. You you can actually hear her name mentioned in a bunch of old school songs. I think even, like, the R mentioned her in, like, one of his songs. Rakim? Okay. Does she
1: have, like, a stage name? Or did they actually call nah, her? it was just too?
0: Sylvia Robinson. Wow, she, was, okay. she was, like, the manager, like, the boss of... Like hip hop back in those days,
1: and she was pretty. I'm looking at this picture of her. I'm like, okay, sis was yeah.
0: Before Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin came along, there was Sylvia Robinson.
1: We gotta put some respect on her name. That's right. God, a first hip hop boom. There we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, did you know that Jackie Robinson actually had a brother?
1: I didn't because they never talk about him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I never... but his brother was also an, an elite athlete as well. Really?
1: Did he play? What did he play?
0: I'm gonna blow your mind with this one. Mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson is the one remembered by history, but older brother Matthew Mac Robinson was an an elite athlete as well. Mm-hmm. At the 1936 Summer Olympics, when Jesse Owens obliterated the world record for the 200 meter dash, Mac also broke the previously held record. Since he won the silver medal to Owens' gold, coming in second by only 0.4 seconds, the Elder Robinson name failed to make the same mark in history as his brother and his competitor, who was Jesse Owens. So he came in at silver, but he broke a record too. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't even know that, that Jackie Robinson, number 42, had a brother. The
1: more you know, the more you grow. Since I'm a poet, we're going to talk about Miss Phyllis Wheatley. So, did you know Phyllis Wheatley was only 12 when she became the first female African-American author published?
0: Yes, I did know that she was like young. Like, 12 years I old. Didn't I'm sitting there young, thinking,
1: though. like, what was I even doing yeah. at 12? I don't even think I started writing poems until I was in high school. So, that was, like, 14, 15. But she was um, taken from her home in Africa when she was, like, 7 wow. or 8 and sold to the Wheatley family in Boston. And as you know, they taught her to uh, read and write and uh, encouraged her to write poetry. And, you know, then they realized she had a great talent for it. And then she published her first poem in 1773. We weren't even thought of at the time.
0: Everybody knows about LGBTQ plus rights nowadays. It's a lot of things that uh, the Civil Rights Bill afforded. The civil rights bill for black people afforded and gave the capabilities for or was the groundwork or the foundation for Mm -hmm. the bills for the LGBTQ community. But did you know of a guy named Bayard Rustin? No,
1: I'm sitting there like no.
0: Okay, well, Bayard was an openly gay black man who acted as a key advisor for Reverend Dr. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King Jr., In fact, he educated King on nonviolent civil resistance resistance tactics, which he learned (laughs) from a trip to India in 1948. Rustin himself was instrumental in the organization of the March on Washington. Unfortunately, due to the criticism of his sexuality, Rustin was typically kept out of the spotlight and utilized only as an engineer of change in positions where he was not hmm. widely visible to the public. Rustin was a humanitarian until his death in 1987, including a shift in focus to gay rights activism <laughs> in the 1980s. Just like I just said. <laughs> like others on this list, he was awarded the Medal of Freedom in 2013. And in 2020, California Governor Gavin Newsom pardoned Rustin's, in Rustin's 1953 arrests which stem from the criminalization of homosexuality it was hard for me to say that mm-hmm. because it's hard for me to believe that you can go to jail for being gay mm-hmm. but also too this is a double whammy you can go to jail for being mm-hmm. married as an interracial couple
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that didn't change until 1967 yeah i watched that
1: story on netflix about the loving who that case was uh based
0: on yep and actually uh There's still a lot of people out here that believe that white should be married to white and black should be married to black, even to this day. You know what?
1: I think humans should be married to humans.
0: Long as we bleed the same blood, if you bleed some orange stuff and I love you enough, I might marry you. (laughs) (laughs) You might speak some weird space words, but I love you, so I'm going to marry you. That's the way
1: it should be. Like, if you Mm -hmm. love
0: somebody, I mean, Dennis Rodman married himself. Right
1: exactly like so many people spend too much time worried about silly things find a person that you vibe with find a person that respects you and loves you and then if everything is kosher and y'all are like okay this is it be with that person be with that person i don't love is love just make sure that they treat you right and respect your boundaries and respect your relationship that's what i look for amen yeah, you know. <laughs> sister. amen all that other foolishness whatever
0: i, I just don't I don't, I don't understand, man. I just don't understand why people are so concerned with other people. No, if it doesn't affect you. you,
1: mind. Then what, what, mind the that pays you. What That's is all your opinion? The mind matter. the business that pays you. Mind the business that pays you. Like <laughs> in North
0: Carolina, we got this thing called rubbernecking, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you're on the highway and it's traffic for no freaking reason at all. Mm-hmm. It's because it's an accident somewhere, either on the far left or the far right side, and it's off of the road. It's not causing any issues, but they slow down to see the person or the people that's in the wreck. First of all, if you stand at me and I don't been in a wreck, I'm probably going to give you the middle finger. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, because why are you staring at me? Another thing, if you can't help the person, if you can't get out the car and make sure if you haven't got out the car and made sure everybody's all right, ask any questions or anything like that, then what are you looking up over there for? What are you slowing down for? You, you don't know them.
1: You, yeah. stop it like if you're not a, if you're not like a, a emt or somebody who can render assistance, <laughs> right
0: right and, and that's the, that's the problem with this world like everybody's so concerned with everybody else and this is leading to depression feelings of grandeur or less than mm-hmm. it, it's just craziness out here in this world most of that is attributed, attributed to people always worried about other people like I always say, I get on social media enough to make it work for me. And then I get off. That's it. Exactly. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he went on a little bit of a tirade, but that's okay, guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's do the last one for me it will be Matthew Henson. And I actually had seen like a little, um, I don't know if it was Kevin Hart that did like a little, he did it kind of in a little funny way. This man, he was a key member of the first successful expedition to the North Pole and made seven separate voyages to the Arctic. Like what? Black people do that? But yeah, he
0: Look. (laughs) We we everybody know we was the first (laughs) explorer. Everybody know that. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. They gotta stop fronting. We had already probably been to the North Pole. Yeah, we just probably didn't call it North Pole. We probably call it Ufu Kufu.
1: Yeah, you know, we had our own name for it. <laughs> ah. he,
0: he was he was a heck of a guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could have did that, but like I said, this is his historical facts, not mine. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a lot of people that didn't even know about this guy going to the North Pole
1: mm-hmm.
0: at all. Right? Like,
1: yeah. Well, he did it so funny because it was like him and, uh, was the white guy and the white guy said, told him like, hold up, stay right there. And then the white guy landed, he walked up to the North Pole first and he was like, I did it. And the black guy was was like, I was already there. He's like, no, you weren't. I was here first. (laughs) I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. God. (laughs) But they just, you know, just kind of put some humor to it. Kind of like how... Sometimes we have to take the back seat to allow other people to take the, the forefront because if we say we did it first or we get the credit, then nobody will, you know, yeah, you know how it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 But the fact that he made seven separate voyages. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: He even went there one time and everybody in his crew died except for him.
1: Right. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. <laughs> What was that like? Right, like you cut like you go, like back and those, I mean, we we talking about the early nineteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. You the only black dude in the crew. You come back, you like, damn. I know they're gonna be looking at me funny, but uh, all the white people died, cause
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Uh, all the white people died i know i told them look i told them to cut open the well and eat the well
1: mm-hmm.
0: until they died and then he ate them now nah, i'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just playing uh-huh. to end it all i want to say this black history is american history boom and i'm gonna say this again mic drop black history is american history and if we're not going to teach black history in American history, then I don't want to hear nothing about the French Revolution. Thank you. I don't want to hear nothing about the Spanish Inquisition. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear nothing about no kings, no queens, nobody royal from any branch of British incest family from Portugal with the long chin. I don't want to hear about none of that. <laughs> if we can't teach American history, if you can tell me who Robert E. Lee is, but you can't tell me who Crispus Attucks is, mm-hmm. something is wrong with America. Mm-hmm. We need to be teaching Black History, because it's American history. And with that said, if nobody told you they love you, this week or today, we do. We do. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune in next week, where we going to talk about some money. Mm. It ain't my money, it ain't your money, but we going to get this money. (laughs) So we going to talk about some money next week. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for tuning in. Peace.
0: Kenneth and this is your support group thanks for tuning in